Let's sing together number 330 in your hymnals, 330, Ah, Holy Jesus. And let's again stand in body or in spirit. It also makes it simpler to sort of spread out or scooch around if you want a little bit more spaciousness around you while you sing. 330. I have said this before, but it is unusual for us to spend this much time in the passion narrative. And I would say for many of us, me included, um, Good Friday is the only time we ever hear this story. And for those of you who skip out on the Good Friday service, you may go the whole year without hearing passion. And here we are for the first time in the Gospel of John, taking our time through this story. And it is interesting, the story of the crucifixion, which we sort of just refer to and talk about, but sometimes go a whole year without hearing. 
Um, it is interesting to really kind of dwell in it and see Jesus like getting churned up by the gears of imperial power and testimony and trials. And it's, it's quite the story. So I'm going to do something a little bit boring, but I think useful. Uh, so I'm going to ask Adam now to share screen. Um, this is what people who study the Bible call chiastic structure. And really what that just means is um, you have sort of parallel stories that kind of hone in on a central event and then come right back out. So this gives you a sense. And as, as Amy noted, that outside and inside of the Lego was so obvious. Is there click, 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 Quick, 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 quick. That gives you maybe even a better sense than this does, but now this will make a little more sense since you've had that auditory experience of the clicking in and out. This is Jesus' trial before Pilate, which we are going to be in this Sunday, and next Sunday it continues because it is long and it's got these steps. So you can see here at the start is the accusation. We heard that this morning. Pilate and the Jewish leaders are outside, and there's an accusation. Then Pilate moves inside, and we have testimony as Jesus and Pilate discuss kingship. Then we go outside again for a verdict. Pilate says, I see no guilt in this man. I pronounce him innocent. And then back inside for the scourging and mocking. So this is when Jesus, the, the soldiers are given free reign, free license to beat up the prisoner. Now we're going to come back to a verdict again. Moving again outside, Pilate again pronounces Jesus innocent. Then we have another testimony. You can see how it's coming back out. Pilate and Jesus on the inside are going to talk about authority. So this is going to be next week. And then finally the sentence, Pilate and the Jewish leaders and Jesus are outside. And that is when the sentence happens that leads toward his execution. So this gives you a sense both of the movement inside and outside and of the sort of narrowing in on the, the mocking, the abuse of a prisoner, and then coming back out. I think that's enough. So that gives you just sort of a sense of where we are in the story. One of the things that is holding that whole story is that Jews are coming from all over the lands to Jerusalem for celebration of the Passover. And this is every single year a volatile time, a time when there's a convergence on Jerusalem, where the imperial and occupying powers feel a little bit ill at ease with this people gathering and not just gathering, but gathering for a religious festival in which they tell the story of their people being liberated from imperial powers. So they are coming to the heart of where the imperial powers are sort of tentatively in power to tell a story of liberation from empire. So you can understand, right, how these Roman authorities would be a little bit on edge with all these outsiders coming in, stirring things up. There's always going to be some revolutionary leaders who are trying to get the people sort of rallied around a movement 
a message of liberation, so it all feels very precarious. Well, likewise, it feels precarious for some of the Jewish leaders, some of the leaders who have found a certain comfortable sort of status quo existence within the imperial powers. They too <laughs> don't want those revolutionaries stirring the people up because there is a delicate balance here. So anybody who is prospering and doing reasonably well kind of doesn't want to upset the balance, right? That's the power of the status quo. That is the context that we are in. And that is part of why Jesus keeps getting passed around. It is why there's this inside, outside, inside, outside, inside, outside, as Pilate is trying to broker some kind of deal because the leaders won't come in. And so he's trying to figure out how do we maintain the balance? There is this volatility by the new imperial uh, oppressors who are concerned that the power of the people as they are telling the story of their ancestors' liberation from imperial powers might get stirred up and ignited. The Jewish leaders are afraid of the Romans due to Jesus because he's amassing quite a following. So the Jewish leaders are afraid that he might stir things up to such a degree that the cart gets unbalanced. And the Romans are afraid of the Jewish leaders and the people due to Jesus. Everyone's afraid of Jesus. In imperial, self-interested violence cycles, everyone is afraid all the time. In imperial, self-interested violence cycles, everyone is afraid all the time. I wanted to say that, all the build up to say that a couple of times. And then I want to come back to this piece that Amy uh, highlighted in her drawing of the story, which is the belonging piece. At the end, when Jesus and Pilate are discussing kingship and truth, Jesus says, whoever belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Whoever belongs to the truth, listens to my voice. And we can hear echoes from the story that we heard just a few weeks ago, just a few chapters before in John of Jesus talking about the shepherd being the shepherd and his voice and the sheep listening to his voice and knowing his voice and not listening to the voice of the bandit or the robber, not recognizing that voice, but knowing the shepherd's voice. And so here Jesus is again in conversation with Pilate saying, whoever belongs to the truth listens to my voice. And we can hear the shepherd sheep stuff happening with this voice and belonging. And Pilate responds, what is truth? This is the last thing he says before he goes back outside to say, I again find no, nothing wrong with this man. What is truth? What is truth, Pilate says. He either says it philosophically, what is truth? Or he says it dismissively, what is truth? Romans were master, master propagandists. What is truth? Who decides what truth is? Does truth exist? What is truth? Well, it turns out that at least in the Gospel of John, Pilate is missing the key thing here, and that is the fundamental claim of John 
is that it's not what is truth. It's who. Who is truth? That's what John keeps saying. In the words of Jesus and John, I am the truth. The truth is less about the content of what you say and more about the embodiment of how you live. Truth is embodiment. Truth is embodied in Jesus, and Jesus invites his followers to embody it in their way of living as well. It is a way. And this sort of gets hit home at the end when the people demand Barabbas, who was a violent revolutionary leader. They demand Barabbas instead. And John tells us, in parentheses, he just adds this sort of parenthetical notation, that Barabbas was an outlaw or a bandit. Again, going back to that sheep, shepherd, voice, belonging thing. Barabbas is the bandit. Barabbas is the voice that the people might hear and follow a wrong way. It is not violent revolution for John. Barabbas is the violent revolutionary, the bandit who the sheep might follow, but the sheep in John, he wants us to hear the voice of the shepherd, to hear Jesus, the true word, the logos, the one in whom the way is embodied. And so, friends, in imperial self-interested violence cycles, everyone is afraid all the time. Jesus seeks to be the voice of belonging, the shepherd, the logos, the word, not just the word, but the true word. May we, in the embodied, lived reality of our lives in this world, try as much as we are able as well to follow this good word, to hear this good word, to find belonging with one another in this good word. Amen. May it be so.